biopic is a movie dramatizing the life of a particular person, typically a public or historical figure. And I think the key word there is dramatizing because I think like with documentaries, it's more of just a nonfiction recounting of what's mm -hmm. happened. But I think biopics are different in the way that the way that the life of a person is portrayed is very subject to interpretation and very subject to the dramatization of events. Yodio, yo. good. Um, back on the podcast show. Oh, that's kind of good. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Yeah. Hi, everyone. What's going on? Um, Too much. Ooh, all right. Lots. I was outside, and uh, the people were like landscaping for my college, and it's pollen season, and I ooh. felt like it was too much. Oh, no. Started getting a headache. What's fall? What? It's fall though. There Apparently it's pollen season. I don't know. I don't really understand how it works. Interesting. People's allergies are really bad right now. Oh. I think well, yeah. really bad in the fall and then really bad in the spring. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Any updates? Anything new? Mm. I've had a lot going on in my life. Would prefer not to share it at the moment. However, um today I was walking on campus with my roommate Karina and in front of our new student center there were a bunch of like fundamentalist Christian people like standing and protesting mm -hmm. with funny signs about how being gay is bad and literally like, like oh sorry sorry no you're good what were you saying is was it supposed to be like funny on purpose or no it was just funny on accident okay like there were just a bunch of really fundamentalist christian people standing and they were screaming about how like being gay is bad and if you believe in science that's not in the bible it's a sin and then literally right across from the those fundamentalist people were like our pride alliance group was like handing out pride flags and stuff because this weekend is pride in atlanta Ooh, so mm -hmm. i just thought it was that was funny that's that's my update i i, I witnessed something funny today <laughs> what a sight to see yeah i got a pride flag oh from the club see oh yeah. fun mm -hmm. <clears throat> how special yeah Milan. um my update okay so i am quite a well-rounded student academically um that ew anyways um but yeah I'm just doing a bit too much mm -hmm. um and so I wasn't really sure when I was gonna graduate I was definitely shooting for four years my advisor was like um you may not be able to get out in four years and I was like um sir I'm counting my credits like I should be fine mm -hmm. but it's looking like I will be a senior next year and graduate oh, in this spring gosh. I was about to say, I was like, that doesn't add up that you would do more than four years. Okay. What? The cards outside. 
Are they Sorry. racing? I don't know what's going on. Um, but yeah, but, that, that's why I was confused with my advisor. But oh, graduating next year, that means like pedal to the metal now. Like, that's about right, though. Huh? That's about right, since you did a lot of dual enrollment courses. Yeah, it's I was going to say, like, if yeah. you had five years, including all the dual enrollment courses, I was like, how many majors are you doing? Right. Like, <laughs> how many you're doing an undergrad you doing? and a master. I mean, honestly, yeah. Wow. But I just thought that was really crazy and scary because now I have to um, speed up my planning a lot. Mm. But it's kind of exciting at the same time. Yeah. Very cool. I remember uh, when I was public policy, I was supposed to graduate in three years. Really? And now that I'm industrial engineering, I'm supposed to graduate in five. So. Woo. Wow. Cool, cool. Um, I have a funny update. So right now I'm in the midst of doing yoga teacher training. Okay. It is challenging. It's one of those things where it's like, you don't realize how much a yoga teacher is doing until you try to do it yourself and it's like oh okay reality check so we're doing we get partnered off and we have to teach each other okay and mind you along with teacher training you have to do a lot of classes so like you're constantly practicing okay i'm with my partner i know the poses i'm like yes kennedy this is great i'm feeling great okay so y'all 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 the teacher is like all right let's come together we come together okay she goes so like there's different sections within a yoga class so there's like six sections so she was like raise your hand if you want to teach the entire class this section why does my why does my hand raise what Mm -hmm. possesses my hand to raise confidence girl listen 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 so i is it's it's one section and it's the one section that I'm not as confident in, but I was like, you know what? You got to start somewhere. Okay. And a little bit about me is when it comes to like public speaking, if I do it a lot, it's one of those things where like, okay, like I'm still nervous, but I feel better about it, but I haven't done public speaking in like a while. Right. Even like doing ping pong reading, my heart's beating out of my chest. I am. That? Oh, never mind. I think I know what that is. Yeah, it's like when you're like in a circle and you have to like read after someone. Heart's being yeah. out of my chest, terrified for my life. And I <laughs> raise my hand. Life. Yes, I raise my hand. It's time for me to go up. I go up, forget everything, forget everything. I forget what a downward dog is. I forget what a high plank is. Everything. And um, I mean, in the moment, I was like, oh. But like looking back at it, it's really funny because I thought I was gonna like leave from up there and they're gonna be like wow we need to hire her no no <laughs> that was not that was not the case but it'll at least show how much I will grow because whoa it was terrible what did but you I do I had to teach the entire class a section of yoga and I blanked and like it's it's one of those things where like you know you know it but you're so scared of getting it wrong so you kind of play dumb you kind no, of, I get like, that. I get that. You, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you know exactly what to do. You know exactly what to say, but it's like nerve wracking. And then once you get in front of the, in front of the class, you see everyone is looking at you and you have to demo what they're supposed to do. 
terrified. Literally heart beating out of my chest. I was holding a high plank for like 10 seconds. Couldn't figure out it was called a high plank. Like it was, <laughs> it was so bad. Do but you I have tried. to be flexible to do yoga? Good and question. It comes along with it. Like I, I think that like yoga is one of those things that is, it's literally a sport that any and everybody could do. But I feel that it comes off as you have to be flexible. You have to, you have to, whatever. Where in reality, number one, that's not true. And number two, if you keep doing it, you're going to like naturally get more and more flexible. Um, so yeah, but no, you don't, you don't have to be flexible going into it, but it is something that comes out of it. Once you keep doing it. Do you do like hot yoga or just like yoga in the park? Hot yoga. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hot yoga. Um, so yeah, haha, ha, ha, funny story. But so happened. does does that mean you're training to be a hot yoga teacher or like, right? Okay. So there there are like many different types of yoga. Like so doing, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say C1. That's the type of class. Doing C1 in a regular room in a hot room still the same class. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So if you're certified to to be a C1 teacher, you can be a hot yoga C1 teacher, or you can just be a C1 teacher not in a hot room that part doesn't matter it just matters on do you know how to teach it mm-hmm. what's so the purpose the, of having the hot room is it just to sweat more um well it helps flexibility I'm pretty sure like okay. it, it helps to like not stretch your bones like what is it called like kind of like a know, hot tub I get it though like it makes it more like pliable I don't know yeah <laughs> like pliable it, bones yeah, I don't know <laughs> it, it, it helps to relax okay what yeah and it makes the workout harder um Oh my but. God. Ew. 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 <laughs> Power oh. to those who can stand through hot yoga. Man. You never tried it. so it. agitated in the heat. I, I would try it. I would try it. Yeah. No, you got, you have to. It's one of those things where like going into it, it's like, okay, no. But then afterwards, it just feels so good afterwards because you're drenched mm-hmm. like completely. Oh my gosh. But you feel so like detoxified. Guys, why, like, is there a bus stop outside? Like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Anywho, well, yeah. That was it for me. That's cool. Yeah. I've always thought about, like, well, I've never thought about myself personally being a fitness instructor, but then I, like, I do, I, I used to do Peloton a lot, and then, like, I've taken fitness classes before, so just watching fitness instructors do their job is so entertaining to me, because mm. I'm like, how are you working out? while also telling me how to work out. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I couldn't do both at the same time. I would just be too out of breath. Yeah. It would be so strong. I, I constantly think about that for artists, like singers. Like I constantly, like whenever I'm like walking or on the treadmill, I'm like, okay, now I'm acting singing. Like, right. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. How are they dancing and sing? No, no. Like I would even, I would not even be trying to lip sync my mouth would be completely shut. I would be like dancing. I would be so out of breath. But I, I remember when I used to do Peloton, like they would always be running or biking, mm-hmm. like at the same pace that we were supposed to be running and biking while mm-hmm. they were talking to us. And like, I'm over here heaving, sweating. <laughs> I like barely able to breathe. Like I, I, one time my dad came down while I was doing it and he like, asked if I was okay because I was breathing so heavily (laughs) so it's like I don't know how I could be doing that 
and also being encouraging to others yeah and also like holding a conversation with myself and also playing music like that's just there's just playing (laughs) no music is a big part though you're you're so right it's a huge part like changing the songs no not just that but you have to be like on rhythm with it like you have to like especially um, biking I guess it's like you're on rhythm and yeah. you're talking and okay. you're encouraging others like you got you're only gonna get one from me it's either the, the biking <laughs> or the encouraging others like there's not you're just standing like, around like you got it right walking around like yep keep going mm-hmm. good <laughs> that's hilarious all righty what are we talking about today today we are going to be talking about biopics there is a movie that just came out called blonde about the life of marilyn monroe that has had a lot of buzz around it recently and brought us to this topic today. Yeah. Yes. Very true. So, I, okay. I, mm-hmm. oh, I no, was just going to no. say that I watched a YouTube video by Mina Lee, and we can link it in our description, but I love her videos. And I actually watched one this morning. She did one about Marilyn Monroe herself. But just Marilyn, the, not blonde? Just, yeah, just Marilyn. But um, she did this really amazing video on biopics in general. And she talked about her opinion on them. And she talked about why they're popular in Hollywood right now. And it was a very interesting watch. And I know that Milan and Kennedy are both movie connoisseurs. Connoisseurs. And, <laughs> and I wanted to get their opinions on it too. Because I agreed with a lot of what Mina was saying. And I wanted to see if they felt the same or if they'd even thought about it like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I... I want to watch the video right after because I wanted to like have like fresh opinion you, you know what I'm saying versus like hearing yeah what someone else is saying and be like oh, oh yes um but I think biopics are so popular and like well, I, can I stop you really quickly yeah first let's define what is a biopic mm. um, you guys describe y'all described it a whole lot better before essentially i think the most simplified way to think about it is a documentary or wait hold on (laughs) not a documentary but it's about a person's life or a group of people's lives um and uh, a key point that was in is her name mia mina like m-i-n-a okay and mina's video was that um it's got to be about multiple events So, for example, there's a movie about uh, the Apollo, like, space landing, and that one was not a biopic because it's just about that one landing, but if it includes multiple events, then it's considered a biopic, but that's just the technical definition. Um, According to the dictionary, a biopic is a movie dramatizing the life of a particular person, typically a public or historical figure, and I think the key word there is dramatizing because... I think like with documentaries, it's more of just a nonfiction recounting of what's mm-hmm. happened. But I think biopics are different in the way that the way that the life of a person is portrayed is very subject to interpretation and very subject to the dramatization of events. So I feel like it's not necessarily the most reliable way to learn about somebody's life, but it is a more entertaining, quote unquote, entertaining way mm-hmm. than a documentary because it's more narrative driven versus facts driven mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, I think that like 
like I love documentaries, but for someone that doesn't really like to watch a documentary because most of the time documentary is just many people stating facts from their research and some people like that's not entertaining for them therefore with this type of genre it's more like you feel like you're able to watch whatever history they are talking about versus hearing someone else explain it so I think that's probably why it's been so popular just because yeah like it's more entertaining you know to watch Mm -hmm. and learn about something it's cool to get a glimpse into these people's lives Mm kind of like yeah I I could see how people may feel like a documentary is like like a lecture almost Mm -hmm. depending on how it's done but then a biopic is like a reality tv show yeah it's it's a bit different in that way yeah no, for sure. One biopic that I really enjoyed that I watched, I actually watched it on a plane very recently. Um, I watched I, Tanya on a plane and it's the movie about Tanya Harding, the figure skater. Um, and it's, it stars Sebastian Stan and Margot Robbie. Great mm. cast, by the way. And mm. it, was just a, it was just a very great cast overall. But mm. I remember finding it very entertaining. And... I was like, wow, I feel like I've learned so much about this Tanya Harding character. And then I like Googled more about her story. And what I liked about the movie was that it made me interested in knowing about her as a person. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't necessarily take anything that the movie said at face value because I know it was a dramatization of her life. And I know that it was largely based off of her version of how her life went, but it made me interested to know more. And I think that biopics are a great way to shed light on people's stories who may not necessarily have been in the public eye before, like Tanya Harding. However, I do think that biopics can be harmful when they are spreading the false narrative of someone's life or they are perpetuating a stereotype that existed during a person's life and not actually trying to get into the meat of who a person was. They're just continuing a narrative that has already been present about a person Hmm. so kind of like um they're like the things that have been said about that person they're just continuing to like show give light to that yeah Mm -hmm. I think that like a really good example I haven't seen the movie yet but I know that the Elvis biopic was really popular Mm -hmm. um but I think it's really important to know that Elvis was not a good person in life Mm -hmm. he did a lot of really bad things and he was not a very good not a very good person in my opinion and I think in just objectively with the things that he's done and things that have come out about him and I don't think the movie shines much if any light on that side of him and it just rubs me the wrong way knowing that a lot of people who may not really have known about a lot of Elvis's stuff before if this movie is being marketed towards a younger crowd of people like have this impression of Elvis that may not be the truth yeah I think that's a really great point because that's another biopic that I've seen really recently and I love the movie and I would definitely say that they um that Elvis was the protagonist and he was sympathized in the movie um and it yeah it definitely didn't really show much of the bad parts um I mean he like wasn't really treating his wife very well and so I mean they kind of showed that but it was like Elvis was a star 
um to me it actually showed him in a a better light than I had already seen him in because I was like oh wow he like um got a lot of his inspiration from uh people in the African-American community and he would uh, like get clothes from them and support their community and stuff like that. But I definitely didn't know about some of the other dark sides of Elvis. I do think that an interesting thing about biopics is that even though you can have multiple on the same person, you can show it from so many different perspectives. So like that new Elvis movie, it was one that focused on his manager and how Elvis's life and career was based off of the actions of his manager. And apparently that was a story that had never been told before. Like uh, Priscilla Presley, his wife, had a big part in, um, you know, helping them make the movie. So I think that's cool. And then I, I heard that with this like new Marilyn movie, um, we'll, we'll get to it in a sec, but that the goal was to show a different perspective but was it done in the best way? It's up to opinion. Yeah. And I just wanted to add, I think the way that you go about making a biopic film and being very intentional with how you're displaying something is so important because I could see how it could be easy to start to stray away from what really happened and to start making it like into what you want to believe happened, right? Versus mm-hmm. in like a documentary, it's very much like like fact, this is whatever. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just think that like biopics aren't as, I don't think that they should be as like like you take away like so much from a biopic yeah they shouldn't be taken at face value yes yeah because it I I feel like it it has a lot to do with whoever was creating it and what kind of like what they want to portray happened Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day they most likely weren't there yeah yeah so it kind of goes right so it, it it kind of goes to like the you know, dramat what dramatizing? That's a word. Yeah, yes. it it kind of goes towards like, you know, if, if someone is trying to make a movie, of course they're gonna want to make it seem dramatic because drama like that's gonna attract people. Mm-hmm. But if you're attaching someone's name to something, I feel like that's when it can get, you know, yeah, a bit dangerous. You know, like because now uh-huh. or like especially if they're still alive. Yeah. yeah, but I also think, especially if they're not still here, I'll I'll explain why in a second. Um, but not not dangerous. That that's not the word. A tricky. Um, it can get like just a bit tricky, because, you know, it's like, you need to stay true to like what happened. But then it's kind of like, are you just making this more dramatic, to have more of an appeal, to gain more revenue for people to see your movie? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, I don't know. Did that make sense? No, mm-hmm. it did. It did definitely. Also, like in documentaries, I think one very key hallmark of documentaries that I've seen is that it always features interviews from many different mm-hmm. perspectives of people. Mm-hmm. Like I recently watched this really cool docu series on Netflix 
called like don't f with cats and it was about it was it was so good but it had the perspectives of so many people involved in the story it had the perspectives of the people online who were looking into luca magnata the 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 person who was at fault for things and then it had the perspective of luca magnata's mom and the various police officers who were in charge and then the various like internet detectives and underground attack it was just very cool because you could see every single perspective mm-hmm. involved which allowed you to i guess have a complete narrative picture of what was happening even though they were telling you exactly what happened like fact factually what happened but mm-hmm. i think in a biopic depending on how it is directed obviously it's very much dependent upon how the director chooses to, to take it. it there's usually not much of that interview style I would think it's more of just following a person through their life right like yeah. I, I didn't watch the Elvis documentary but was there any like reflection of Elvis or Elvis's family in there or was it just like following Elvis's life pretty much just his life yeah not a lot of perspectives well the perspectives of him and the manager sort of okay, okay. um because the manager kind of acted as a narrator almost um but yeah pretty much just Elvis I think yeah. what I liked about I Tanya was that it did have that kind of documentary style to it because it had Margot Robbie who was playing Tanya talking about Tanya's perspective and then there was Sebastian Stan who was playing Tanya's ex-husband talking about his perspective so it Mm. felt like a documentary but then like you've had the documentary-esque aspect of it but then you also had the narrative aspect going on in the background which is what Mm. I liked about that one because it felt like it wasn't necessarily making Tanya this amazing person protagonist that was the best figure skater ever like yeah I I like that it had her being a not so great person some of the time and her owning up to her mistakes and stuff like that even though it technically it wasn't her at all it was Barbara Robbie but yeah yeah and that honestly it makes me think how do you make a biopic if you aren't directly talking to the person you're making a biopic about or if you aren't talking to the family and even even like talking to the family of who the biopic is about it's still not directly that person you know what I'm saying so I'm just kind Mm -hmm. of like trying to figure out for and this is you know I guess it's like our segue into blonde a little bit how exactly do you make a biopic you know years after the main character has passed like how do you how does that even how do you go about that do you know like Mm. yeah I guess guess it depends on the a lot Mm. of the people involved in their life but again that could have very much of a skew depending on who you talk to exactly yeah yeah and that's that's where I'm kind of like and that's what makes a documentary to me because it's kind of like you get everyone like you, you get different people's opinions and then you form your own opinion off of off of you know everyone else's opinions right but when you make a biopic I don't know it's just like it makes me think of like did this really happen like you didn't like you didn't talk to the actual person that this is about for Mm -hmm. for for some of 
you know, biopics that are done about people. That I feel like last years ago. I feel like um, with the documentary, you're you're bringing in all of that expert device uh, advice, and you're like um, spitting it out as facts with all the different perspectives and everything. And like you said, it Kennedy, the viewer can make their own opinion. I think with a biopic, they're taking in all of that evidence, research, everything, and they're like painting a picture with it. So like they're allowing you to see their viewpoint. No, yeah, yeah. So it's like the story that's told really just depends on like how they want to tell it. Um, Exactly. Which I, I think it's cool when like different directors will do a piece on the same person, especially when it's like somebody as iconic as Marilyn Monroe. Um, Cause it's like, you get to see completely different sides on it. And then when you compare those, like all of those biopics as a viewer, um, that's when it really starts to get interesting. Okay, so now we can like dive into Blonde. Blonde. What do we think? I love the title. That's so pretty. It's that, from a book. That is a good, that is a good title. It's a good title. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll say this. I saw the trailer over summer and I was so excited. Like literally, I was like, oh my goodness, I cannot wait. Even though that means school's going to be started that's okay I want to see this movie right um personally or no 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 I want to hear y'all's first impressions and then you know we can like dive deep my impressions of like the movie or like not necessarily that but kind of like when you first heard about a biopic coming out about Marilyn Monroe what was your like initial like were you excited about it or was this kind of like oh like I guess that's cool okay when I first found out about it I was scrolling on Netflix and I saw Blonde out uh top 10 movies and then I saw a little bit about it on social media yeah I had no clue got it okay I knew about it because I knew that Ana de Armas was in it the the person from Knives Out and I was like huh that sounds cool. And I don't really know much about Marilyn Monroe, like at all, but I was excited about the movie because I liked the actress and because I thought that the concept was cool. Like I wanted to, I, I, I just know a lot about Mar- Marilyn Monroe from just existing. Like I've never gone out of my way really to learn anything about her. So I only know the most general things, I think. So I was really excited to watch it so I could learn more about her life that makes sense like I wanted that to be the movie I watched to give me more insight into her life yeah this was also one of the first Marilyn Monroe movies I've seen um and it made me more interested in her life because you know that was obviously well before our time um but I think it's so cool that Ana de Armas Mm -hmm. is uh in it because she's Cuban and you know that's interesting Mm mm-hmm yeah, I no, think the costume was, was great. I think she did. I think she did a great job. Me too. Yeah, I, was, I was excited for the, for that because, like, I think she's a great actress. Um, and yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, this is exciting. Um, okay, so now we can dive deep into it. Thoughts? What do we think? 
I thought it was a very pretty movie. Like at times there were a lot of very pretty cinematograph cinema <laughs> cinematography. I'm trying it. to say like cinematography, cinematography? but like graphical, like cinematog cinematog. It's okay. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. I don't yeah. think that's a word though. Cinematog cinematographical. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a word. Cinematic. <laughs> Yeah, there were a lot of cinematic elements. Like, there were a lot of really pretty scenes. I did not like that the aspect ratio kept changing. That was bothering that was, me. That was, I don't feel like I noticed it a whole lot. I felt like I was paying attention to other things, but, like, it affected how it looked, obviously. Yeah. I think... I just- yeah. I think my feelings about the whole movie in general were very much summarized by that video I sent y'all. Mm. Um, I, I sent them another video that I watched on YouTube by one of my favorite movie commentary YouTubers, Karsten Runquist. And he basically talked a lot about how this movie was supposed to give a deeper dive into Marilyn Monroe's life and talk a little bit more about who she was as a person and not necessarily her being this amazing sex symbol of her time and I feel like it did not fulfill what it had what I at least thought the intention of it was I think that it very much just leaned heavily into the stereotypes of who Marilyn Monroe was and didn't actually give us like a full picture of her I think it just kind of leaned very heavily into the trauma she experienced which Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily give the full circle of a person like yeah it's I mean she had a hard life but I would like to have seen more, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just felt disrespectful. That's a good word, disrespectful. Yeah, and I can piggyback off of that. I'm going to be honest. I didn't even finish the movie because I just felt like, I just felt that it was just like so disrespectful to someone that can't even stand up for herself and say, if like this is accurate if this isn't accurate and it kind of goes with what I was saying earlier when doing a biopic 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 I was like that doesn't sound right when doing a biopic and if you're doing a biopic about someone who is no longer here I just really feel that it, it just needs to be done in a respectful way because they can't even stand up for themselves, you know, like, because her name is attached to that movie. And it's just kind of like, like, this is a new generation of people. We weren't around during Marilyn Monroe's time. So if that was someone's first thing that they saw about Marilyn Monroe I just kind of felt like that's not really fair because like kind of along with what Amara was saying it it didn't really show like the full aspect and at the end of the day Marilyn Monroe was more of a mysterious celebrity I, I watched the um there was a previous like documentary of Marilyn Monroe like the unheard of tapes and she she is more of a mysterious celebrity, even though she was an icon, still is an icon. Um, and I just think that, like, I don't I don't know. I just I just felt so like 
I'm not even about to watch this fully because I, I I just it, it put a bad taste in my mouth. Um, so yeah. When I watched it, I really didn't know much about the background of the story at all, or um, like what came into making it. So I'm gonna say what I first was thinking when I first watched it. Um, I realized that it was like really unfortunate a lot of the things that she went through with her childhood and then it was very apparent or the way that they told it it was very apparent that that had an effect on her career and honestly her entire life after that um and especially toward the beginning of the movie when she first started getting into um her career um I felt like it was, it definitely focused on the trauma and how that affected her life, but it did seem like it sympathized for her and that, like, I, basically I'm saying, I didn't see that it was like Marilyn was the bad guy. To me, it was like, all these people are treating her horribly and she's kind of just like, she kind of just felt like she had to go along with it and then it led to some bad things. Um, so that's how I originally saw it. And toward the end, it was a bit, um, I don't know, I guess I just got a little confused, but I started feeling a bit differently toward the end of it. Um, and it seemed less like it was necessarily on her side. Then after I watched the movie, um, I read up a bit on like the director and his thoughts going into this apparently he spent like 10 years um like researching or like in the process of planning for this movie which that's a very long time um and you know gotta devote a lot of energy and um you know just a lot in 10 years to be focusing on one thing um but he has some very strong opinions and thoughts about Marilyn. And um, it was kind of surprising that some of the things he said were pretty much in a negative, like shining a negative light on Marilyn. The movie, it, I guess I kind of felt like I was tricked at the beginning to think that it was like, oh man, she's like, kind of like helpless in this world there's so many bad things and then toward the end it was like mm, I don't know it's kind of kind of I don't know I just got lost toward the end the following segment may be triggering to some listeners as it does have some mentioning of suicide if that is uncomfortable for you to listen to feel free to skip approximately 30 seconds ahead to where Amara begins speaking again but uh I mean yeah uh one of the other quotes that I saw from him was speaking about like yeah it's great to see all the glamorous parts about her life um but those have been told so many times and there was a reason that she killed herself her suicide was probable um or it was a they like ruled it as a probable suicide um on the on her death records um but that is a mem- uh, mystery whether or not that is 
what was on purpose or if it was accidental. Um, so I thought that was an interesting perspective on like showing her story in a different light. Um, I just, I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I feel like I'm missing something still. I was reading like a couple of reviews on Letterboxd after I um, watched it. And I think the best thing that I saw was that this was kind of just a gratuitous compilation of a lot of Marilyn's worst moments in her life. And it's like, it's so exploitative of her and her pain and her suffering. Like, yeah, it's important to know that she suffered a lot as a person and she's not necessarily this symbol that we all thought that she was, but like, I just wish people would just let her rest in peace, bro. Like, why are we still making money and talking about Mm -hmm. this poor woman's life and all of the horrible things she's gone through? Like, it's not a celebration of her life. It's just kind of like a, oh, look at how horrible Marilyn Monroe's life was. Like, I, I, I also saw that she had a lot of trouble in her life with endometriosis like endometriosis Mm -hmm. was something that she really struggled with and I I saw like a critique on Letterboxd of someone saying that this movie had a lot of abortion references and a lot of references to a potentially like pro-life sentiment when it wasn't about that at all it was it was heavily focused on Marilyn's like Marilyn had a a hard time with abortion it wasn't necessarily not abortion endometriosis it was it was just like pain it was just skewing what her issues actually were to something else Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah yeah so it's like I I feel like I don't know yeah I I just I I just feel like she should rest in peace man (laughs) this was like too much no like that is literally like what I said as well I I text Amara and Milan and I was just like I just felt that this piece was like showing oh how much of a mess that you know like just like the negative things and I think it is important that when telling a story you you show both sides like you show you know like yeah there are some negatives but there are like other good things that are happening too and I was just kind of like I at at this point like just let her rest in peace because Mm -hmm. it gets me thinking are these films just being made because they know that when they tie her name to it it's going to get revenue because it's one of those things where nobody really knows what happened like she she had a mysterious life so now it just it seems like to me it's just kind of like oh if we tie her name to it revenue or whatever you know versus actually wanting to tell her story and I think yeah I I, I'm looking at the text that I sent you right now um and yeah I, I don't know like she was the icon she still is the icon Mm-hmm. and I'm just like like be respectful of that it, it, it just kind of felt like trying to put her 
down a little bit. Um, I I read I not read I watched another video essay this morning about Marilyn Monroe again by Mina Lee love her um, and she was talking about how in Mar- in Marilyn's will she gave like seventy five percent of her intellectual property to somebody I think like her director or like someone that she worked with in the acting sphere I'm wrong probably because I don't remember at the moment but she gave it to somebody else and then when he died he gave it to I think it went to his like next of kin basically mm-hmm. and the, his next of kin really did not care about preserving Marilyn's identity so sh- they like sold the intellectual property of Marilyn for like a lot of money to mm-hmm. mass marketing mass market companies and stuff like that that were able to use her image just mm-hmm. in you know commercialization basically yeah. so it's like she'd never really had a say with what happened to her at all. And I think this movie just continues to highlight that, that she still doesn't have a say in what comes out about her. Because I feel like if she was around right now, she would not want a three-hour movie about her suffering on Netflix. Exactly. It's literally three hours long. It is such a long movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm a college student. I don't have time to watch this. (laughs) Do you think there is a respectful way to tell a story about the more negative parts that may be skipped over? I mean, I don't, I don't think that those parts should be skipped. Like, I don't think a movie should go towards the positives and a movie should go towards the negatives. I think if you're making, if you're making a film, you need to have all aspects in that one film, because then if you just have all the positives in one movie, then people people are going to be like saying like okay but like I know there was more that happened but then if you have all the negatives in one movie then it's going to be like okay what what was the point like were you just trying to put them down you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. versus if you tell the story like how it is and if you tell like going throughout a timeline that's how I feel like it's the best way to do it in this case there may not have been a timeline because people don't know. Like you don't know what actually, you know, happened in certain things. So that's why I'm saying like, it's, it's tricky because it gets me thinking of like, is this being so, is it dramatized? What was the word? Dramatized. Dramatized. Um, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I just felt that it, had her name with it and then it just kind of like I don't even know what I'm saying I just I just don't think that it had references like historical you know references or things that I don't know I don't know I don't know do you like even remember <laughs> if I don't remember because I watched it a little while ago was there anything in the movie about her going to New York and like working at like the Strasbourg Drama Academy or whatever she was in some acting classes okay so I don't don't know specifically so basically she moved from LA to New York kind of in the middle of her career and she started taking acting classes by I think his name is like this is gonna make me sound so stupid but I'm not a film person his last name's like Strasbourg or something and he was like the pioneer of the method acting uh 
Oh gosh, I'm not even gonna correct you because I don't remember the. <laughs> he's like the pioneer oh, of method no. acting. Oh no, that's not was good. Working with Marilyn and like I feel like in order to have a very a good movie, I guess that really depicts the life of a person, you have to show both ups and downs. Exactly. And I feel like this movie did not portray very many ups, so it was not a very well rounded picture of her life I think what would have been great was if they included how she was trying to be taken as a more serious actor when she went to all these classes and she tried to pursue method acting and stuff like that like she was not just some blonde ditzy woman who was just pretty in movies like she was actually trying to hone her craft and make herself a better actor and like I was watching a couple clips of some of her movies and she's like actually really funny. Like she has really good comedic timing and she's a a good actress. And I feel like that is just not highlighted because she's only seen as this symbol of a person. She's not actually seen as a real person. And I think that like biopics or the intention of a good biopic is to make someone who is a symbol feel more like a real person but I think that this did the opposite I think it just turned her into more of a symbol yeah I think the the story was told a lot from the the perspective of Marilyn and not Norma Jean and it made the difference between Marilyn and Norma Jean but it was like more so Marilyn which was a fascinating take I don't know that it's in a good way but um I think it would be great to explore like how she had how amazing of an actor she was because she had to be Marilyn not just in movies but in real life also you know I thought that um it showed that she was trying to be a serious actor and um that like she was she was putting in the work and like going to classes and stuff and then there's one scene where it was like um she saw herself on the movie and like people were calling her crazy or whatever and she was like that's not me um but I feel like I, it didn't really show it as much like the difference between how she was on screen versus in real life. Yeah. Which I think arguably wasn't that the point. No, like, literally. To That's make, it, to make it seem more of like a human beyond right. her roles like were, and her, I guess, stereotypes. Yeah, like they were, they, they, they made it such a point to differentiate Marilyn Monroe and Norma Jean. But it, it just, like, I just don't, think that that point was even like portrayed like I I, I don't know it was interesting yeah there was something I think our conclusion is that we were not necessarily very happy (laughs) with this movie but I I'm glad that I watched it and watched these like commentaries on it because now I feel like I can have a more critical eye when looking at movies like this because before I think I would just watch them and be like wow that's so amazing I'm learning about this new person but now I'm like am I actually learning about this person or am I just seeing a portrayal of this person that somebody else wants me to see you know exactly yeah I want to shout a uh, shout out Ana de Armas again um just because I don't know that like the movie necessarily went in the right direction in terms of like the director's choices but I think she did an amazing job um Mm -hmm. and I that was definitely my most uh my favorite uh performance of her I would say that that was um her yeah just her best that I've seen she gave a lot and I feel like 
you know, I saw whatever version of Marilyn that was supposed to be. She was wholeheartedly that um, with whatever, um, like something that I noticed, which I don't know if this is true of Marilyn, but what I saw on the screen was it was just like pure emotion, pure, like whatever she was feeling, I could tell that she was feeling that. And she, it, it looked like she was putting her heart into her um, movie performances when they would see like the behind the scenes um, parts in the movie of Marilyn, like, and just showing that like she did it from her heart. And so the fact that Ana de Armas did that, like, it's not really easy. I feel like she really embodied whoever that Marilyn was. Yeah, I, know. I, I think, yeah, she's also like just, great actress and yeah well does that wrap this up i think so i think it does well we want to hear what you guys think if you guys saw it um let us know let us know your take i want to i want to hear yeah Mm -hmm. thanks for listening do you remember your (laughs) oh yeah of course um make sure to go and follow us on instagram at just a dot podcast so that you can keep up with this with us and let us know how you feel um and all of our links are on our link tree at l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash just a dot podcast gorgeous all right y'all i will see y'all later until next time Goodbye.